Hello and welcome to another Reorg Europe podcast. My name's Richard Woolley and I'm the Distressed Debt and Restructuring Editor in Reorg's London office. And today I'm joined by Luca Rossi, my fellow editor, who's going to be talking about Italian packaging company Progest and its recent trip to London. Uh, and I'm also joined by analyst Carolina Hienonen, who is going to talk about uh, her new tear sheet on British landlord Into. We'll turn to that first. So Into is a retail landlord. They have shopping centres all over the UK and they seem to be under a lot of pressure at the moment. Carolina, can you walk us through what the situation is? Sure. So with the UK retail sector struggling, Into's net rental income has declined on the back of CVAs, administrations and weaker demand on new contracts. This translates to downward pressure on the valuations for the group's property portfolio, which has declined by more than 20% since its peak in end 2017. With a hefty debt stock of 4.8 billion, the group's LTV has come under pressure, now standing at 57.6% above the group's upper target limit of 50%, and starting to approach the covenant levels for many of the group's debt instruments. With more than a billion of debt maturing by the end of 2021, the group is burning through its liquidity on the back of declining operating cash flow, a 250 million annual interest bill and 190 million capex this year. The group has embarked on an asset disposal program, which will be coupled with an equity raise looking more and more likely. Okay. And how easy do you think it's going to be to fix the balance sheet? What are the hurdles for that? Well, the asset disposals are directly aimed at addressing the liquidity need, but with the current valuation trend, which is expected to continue negative in 2020, it's getting harder to materially reduce the LTV. Disposing of assets that have seen a less drastic decline in value, such as the Spanish properties the management has mentioned, helps the group avoid large losses, but will not help to address the overall LTV if the remaining portfolio comprises higher LTV assets. Even from a liquidity perspective, the asset disposals are likely not enough, as estimates are that the group will need to generate more than $1 billion of liquidity. Okay. So that brings us to the idea of an equity raise. What are the things to consider with that? Exactly. The group has very complicated capital structure with Holdco and SPV funding and with many of the key assets structured into uh, specific CMBS vehicles. This not only means that the parent is subordinated to the operating assets, but considering the specific structural protections of the CMBS, it also creates pockets of value and liquidity that may not be accessible to the wider group. With this in mind, investors' appetite to provide equity on the parent level might be limited when they have the option to get closer to the operating assets and pick and choose the parts of the portfolio they want to have exposure to. However, the group has some key shareholders that can act as anchors for securing the raise. Okay, can you go into a bit more detail about the capital structure, please? Sure. So Into has four main blocks of debt, and almost half of the debt stock is CMBS issued from three different vehicles, each completely ring-fenced from one another and the parent. These uh, benefit from very strong structural protections and have many of the most important assets within them, such as Trafford Center and Into Lakeside in Essex. The transactions have features that create a deep structural subordination for the parent, such as liquidity requirements in downside scenarios that can block distributions to the parent. The second largest part, roughly a quarter, is in property-specific term loans secured by various assets in the portfolio. These include a 250 million term loan issued by a separate entity into debenture, secured by a portfolio of three properties and creating a structural subordination for the parent. The only two instruments issued by the parent are a 600 million RCF and a 350 million convertible bond due in 2021 and 2022 respectively. 
What the structure means in practice is that the parent is essentially more exposed to the smaller, less diversified assets and stands at a risk of minority leakage as they don't have full ownership of all assets. Okay, thanks Carolina. Luca, can you tell us a bit more about Progest, what's been happening? Thanks Richard. So Progest is an Italian paper and packaging company whose management, along with their financial advisor Credit Suisse, was in London a couple of weeks ago to show some investment funds the terms of a potential deal designed to refinance part of the company's capital structure. The deal proposed by the company consists in an unsecured loan at the holding company level. The amount is undefined, but some sources told us the company hinted at a sum close to 200 million euros. The loan would be used to refinance part of the company's mini bonds and loans and provide some liquidity to the business. Currently, Progest has 469 million euros of debt, including 85 uh, million of uh, a series of mini bonds and 250 million of senior unsecured bonds paid 3.25% uh, coupon and quoted in the mid 50s. Right. So what brought the company to London then? I thought it's uh, 250 million uh, senior unsecureds are due 2024. Yeah, that's that's correct. So it's uh, it's kind of a long story. Um, at the start of September, the company said that it could be in breach of its net leverage maintenance covenant, which is tested at the end of December. The covenant, uh, the company said, is attached to its 150 million euros worth of debt, which is composed of about 80 million euros of loans and 70 million euros of its mini bonds. From that uh, testing date, Progest would have a six months grace period to cure, to cure the breach. So Reorg looked into the potential covenant breach and discovered that if that happens, it may trigger a cross default across part of the company's capital structure, namely its mini bonds and secured facilities. So this is all according to the company's uh, 250 million bonds offering memorandum. On the other hand, across the fault of the 250 million senior unsecured bonds would require an acceleration of at least 20 million of the restricted groups indebtedness. I see. What did the company do after it announced the covenant breach? The potential covenant breach, I should say. Yeah, uh, so things started moving uh, pretty fast. The company hired advisors to quote, contact lenders in order to actively and rapidly manage the 2019 waiver position. So the group said it was also considering early repayment options as well as the disposal of non-strategic assets amounting to between 50 million and 60 million. So the question now is, will it be easy for projects to obtain this covenant waiver? Well, this depends on ha- on who holds the company's uh, mini bonds and how fragmented its investor base is. Sources told us that the majority of mini bonds should be held by Italian banks, but we also heard that one of the mini bonds might have been sold to a series of retail investors, therefore making the covenant waiver more difficult to achieve. Currently, Progest is advised by Credit Suisse and White and & Case as its financial and legal advisors. Okay. What does the capital structure look like? So Progest has two export facilities. One is the Bank of China facility and the other is the Export Credit Facility, which are both secured and amount to around 57 million euros. 
Then it has a series of mini bonds for a total of 85 million euros and 250 million uh, euros of senior notes, which are due in 2024. And all these um, notes are unsecured. 55 million of the mini bonds are issued at the operating subsidiary Cartiere Villa Lagarina and therefore uh, structurally senior to the notes issued at the project level. In total, the company has 469 million euros of total debt with a leverage of 4.3 times with the expectations of debt rising to 6 times by year-end. Does the company have any other major issues to deal with? Well, yes, I will talk about two uh, main problems. The first is related to its uh, plant in Mantova, in the north of Italy. So on May 16, the province of Mantova ordered the suspension of operations at the company paper mill production plant and thermal energy production factory because of alleged breaches of building developments, non-compliance with design requirements and materials testing rules. So the province agreed to give projects the opportunity to file a new proposal for its plant, along with an environmental and healthcare impact assessment. Uh, Project's uh, new application showed that the company has abandoned uh, its plant of uh, building an incineration plant and will instead uh, produce biogas from the paper mill sludge. Uh, the company's aim remains to double production as well as reducing the impact of emissions, which means uh, probably a reduction in its margins. Finally, on November 15, uh, the province said that the documentation provided by Progest uh, for the new plant was incomplete and uh, that the company will need to send new information. A decision on the matter is expected to be taken not before January 2020. So the other problem that the company has is, uh, other than being in a very uh, problematic sector of the market, is the 47.5 million euros fine received by the uh, Italian Competition Authority, which said that there had been collusion between projects and other domestic producers of corrugated cardboard. So on November the 8th, uh, the Regional Administrative Court of Lazio, TAR, granted Progest a precautionary suspension in the payment of its antitrust fine until July 2020, pending the outcome of its appeal against the penalty. Uh, let's not forget that the company will publish its third quarter results uh, tomorrow, uh, November 29th. Okay, thanks Luca and Carolina. We'll be back in two weeks with another Reorg Europe podcast. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.